and sit down. Hello, Youngstown Phantom fans. My name is Sam Olmstead. His name is Justin Irwin. We are, this is, the Dump and Chase podcast. And this is a very special episode. Well, how so? Well, if you're listening to this right now, that means we are officially up and running on Apple, Google, and Spotify podcast services. We asked, you answered, and now the Dump and Chase podcast is available in an audio-only format. Now, this does not mean we are doing away with the YouTube videos. They are a staple of the podcast and will continue to be released alongside this new option every episode, every time we release one. But for now, that's enough of my yapping. So, Justin, we haven't seen each other in a while. We haven't recorded in a while. And here we are together again. I'd say you look healthy-ish, but that'd be an overstatement right now. How are you doing? Um, weird times, um, kind of a transition period, um, and I blew something out my back, <laughs> but other than that, I'm doing fine. <sighs> I, I pretty much, I pretty much do that every time I take a nap now, so yeah. I've, I've apparently reached that age. Yeah, I, I don't even know what I did, so I'm not even going to get into it. All right, so... Instead of that, we'll get into some news and notes. Uh, we'll start with the uh, phase one first overall pick, William Whitelaw. There was speculation throughout the summer as to his plans going into the season, but new Phantoms co-general managers Jason Deskins and Ryan Kosecki confirmed on Matt Lipsack's summer podcast series Ghost Stories that William will be returning to Shattuck St. Mary for his junior season. Now, they also said he will play some affiliate games throughout the season and will join the Phantoms after uh, his prep season is over. But this wasn't exactly a shock with what we had been seeing and hearing over the last couple of months. Yeah, no, this is exactly what we expected, exactly what we had reported on previously. So um, situation normal. And in other bench news, uh, the Phantoms have fully filled out these spots behind the bench. I believe we brought up Andy Contois uh, in a previous episode. I don't know how much we got into it. Uh, but yes, yeah, so he comes to Youngstown by way of the ECHL's Indy Fuel and the former Central Illinois Flying Snoopies, where he was an assistant coach for both teams. Um, also recently added, the most recent announcement was the uh, North American Hockey League's Maryland Black Bears assistant coach, Brandon Gotkin. Um, so you had speculated before about a coach coming from the Black Bears um, after their hiring of assistant coach Kim Weiss. So uh, good call there. Yeah, Gutkin wasn't exactly the um, guy I figured was going to be it, but um, it was pretty much a logical decision. Um, yeah, especially with um, Weiss being hired. I, you know, it was kind of a no brainer. And finally, uh, what better way to make this up, make this a special episode than with some breaking news? So after conversations with the Phantoms starting this season, we are certifiable. Wait, no. <laughs> no, that is still no, correct. We, yes. But. Well, we, we, yeah, we are. That's not what I meant to put in my notes, though. Uh, <laughs> anyways, this season, uh, we have been granted press uh, credentials for the Phantoms. Uh, this means we will be able to uh, feature audio clips from post-game interviews on the show uh, and whatever uh, else uh, this access will allow us. Um, <laughs> still kind of figuring that out as we go along. We'll see how it goes. I'm, we might go back there once and told never to come back again. So I, <laughs> yeah, but well, yeah, that's not, 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 not a bad little thing to add to the podcast. I'm really happy about that. I'm really excited to see how that works out. Yeah. Um, it will definitely be interesting. Um, as long as they don't throw pucks at us, we'll be fine. 
we decided to do one more uh, little special thing uh, for this kind of inaugural episode on uh, these various audio podcast uh, platforms. Uh, what we did uh, is we came up with season predictions. Uh, we're going to go ahead and put these out now. And then uh, once this season is over, then we'll come back to these. Um, I'm not going to say see how well we did. We'll see how we did. Uh, with the, well, we'll check back in with these at the end of the season. Uh, so me and Justin both came up with um, our predictions. We reached out to a few friends of ours, friends of the podcast for their predictions. So, of course, we're going to start out with uh, Mike Glenn. Uh, and the way we did this was it was three predictions. We have the safe bet, which is self-explanatory, the long shot, which is self-explanatory, and what we call the trust fund bet. And basically what this is, is if you had an obscene amount of money that it did not matter whatsoever, if you lost it betting on something, what would you bet on? So this is just the outrageous out there, you know, prediction that you would make for this season. So, yeah, uh, again, starting with Mike Glenn, uh, one of our uh, 222 crew uh, for him, his safe bet was that we will have an incredibly fun and exciting season. Mike, people already <laughs> like you. You're a well-liked guy. You're a nice guy. Don't suck up like this. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was his safe bet. His long shot bet is that the Phantoms will make it to the Clark Cup finals. And his, tr and his trust fund bet was that <laughs> is even funnier right now <laughs> than it would have been had Justin not injured his back. His trust fund bet, his way out there bet, Justin gets on the ice and skates around this year. All right, I thought that I I thought the um, Clark Cup Finals was a long shot, um, but yeah, that I mean I don't even know if the Robbins kids in Chicago have a a trust fund that big. <laughs> so yeah, that's so uh, so obviously that would be one of these post game skates with the team or something like that that I've been trying for how many years now to get you to go to and you refuse. So yeah, I I, I don't skate so. Um, <laughs> I can barely walk. <laughs> you want me to you want me to put blades on my feet? <laughs> well, if you fall and throw your back out again, the ice is like right there. So you can start treating the injury right away. <laughs> uh. So next, we're going to go to Bob Schaefer, another member of our 222 crew. Uh, so his three bets, his safe bets is that the Phantoms play the entire season. So, of course, uh, last year, uh, having the drop games because of COVID and everything else, he's feeling very confident the Phantoms will actually get to play a full 62-game slate. We'll see how safe that one is. Yeah. His long shot, uh, the Phantoms will make the playoffs, so not as optimistic as Mike. Actually, I will say right off the bat, every single one of these has some form of the Phantoms making the playoffs, but as we go along here, but... Yeah. Which is good. Yeah, I mean, you want the optimism. That's good. I'm, I have no problem with that. Um, his trust fund bet is that the Phantoms will lead the conference in uh, playing time led, uh, which I appreciate this. This goes back to my uh, blog on hockeyfan.com by the numbers, uh, keeping track of times that the team leads in a game, uh, you know, and then overall the season, the times they trail, the times are tied and all that. I, I'm, th I'm thankful he went that route because not only that, I also get to plug the pot. I get to plug my blog on here as well. It gives me a reason to bring it up. So. Uh, which will be coming back this season about once the season's about a month in, it will be coming back on hockey fan, com. And we really hope that, um, that that stat uh, means what we think it does and not that we just have blown a lot of leads yeah. late in the game. <laughs> 
Well, just doing it all of last season, if you're looking at Youngstown's numbers and then looking at the team who won the Clark Cup, <laughs> that's, yeah. <laughs> Not only won the Clark Cup, but how easily they won the Clark Cup when you look at their numbers, it, it really makes sense as to <laughs> that part of it as far as the how. Uh, okay, so moving on, we will go to Teddy Zmuda, who is not a member of the 222 crew, but little little Teddy. I'm not sure if it's Teddy Jr., Teddy the Third, but little Teddy uh, certainly spends enough time in over in our section <laughs> talking to us. So he, he may have been jumped into the 222 crew. We, we don't see big Teddy around as much, but little Teddy's usually hanging around. Uh, <laughs> always telling us about his games. He plays goalie. Nice little kid. Uh, yeah. Uh, Rink kid. Uh, but uh, te- but uh, Teddy the Larger, uh, these are uh, his picks that he gave to me. Um, his safe bet is that by the team, by the time the season is over, he still won't recognize half the players on the team. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, which which is which with the amount of turnover every year, that's usually how I feel. By the time I finally figure out who everyone is, uh, three quarters of them leave and go, you know, go on to college or whatever. So uh when you feel you you know more about certain uh bchl teams than your own yeah his long shot bet uh is that the phantoms will be a more disciplined team and will spend much less time in the penalty box that one i would have called i would if that was me making that i would have called that a trust fund bet (laughs) (laughs) because so far in six years i have not seen evidence to the contrary that that is possible yeah I mean, maybe marginally better, but I don't, I don't know. This is the Phantoms. Yeah. Uh, His trust fund bet, he has taken an obscene amount of fake money and put it all on that the Phantoms will win their first Clark Cup this season. Um, Better chances of that than me skating. (laughs) It's not, it's not going to hurt my feelings if it happens, but. Of course, thank you to those three. And like I said, we'll be keep, you know, I'll be keeping track of these, you know, through the through the season. By the time the season's over, we'll go back over these, uh, see how everyone did. Uh, So now moving on to my picks, Uh, my safe bet to me, to me, this is the absolute safest bet I think I could possibly make. I am betting um, by the time the Phantoms hit the halfway point in the season, Jaden Grant will be named the team captain. Uh, To me, that to me, this is an absolute no brainer. People in the organization that I have talked to about Jaden speak ridiculously high of him. You know, we saw the leadership qualities towards the end of last season. We saw them in tryout camp. Uh, To me, I would say this is a no-brainer. But yeah, my safe bet is that Jaden Grant will be named the team captain this season. And when you say mid-season, that's probably early for us. Yeah. (laughs) That's usually about what? And we're usually somewhere in January. Uh... I mean, we t- we had Brad on the show. He explained his whole reasoning to us, but yeah, yeah. Th- that's typically when it happens. So it's it's not usually we get a team captain named at the beginning of the season. I think when the time comes, I'm I'm fully confident that it will end up being Jaden. Um, my long shot bet, I I kind of scaled back a little bit from a couple others that have already made theirs. Uh, my long shot bet, I believe the Phantoms will make it to the playoffs. I believe though at the least they'll make it past the first round. Okay, well, um, I think that's that's within the realm of expectations. So yeah, that's a a little a little safer than others. But <laughs> now, unless now unless I'm mistaken, because with uh, Madison and Cedar Rapids coming back this year, the Eastern Conference is back to eight teams, and 
if I'm correct in saying that this season they will be going back to six teams making the playoffs, bringing back the wild card round um, and everything like that. So there will only be two teams missing the playoffs. Now, Madison and Cedar Rapids could exceed expectations, uh, but between uh, both these teams didn't play last year. They have next to no returners uh, coming back. You're talking new coaching staffs, um, all this kind of stuff. They're basically... Unfortunately for them this season, they're going to be like two expansion teams. Um, I think as far at the very least, the Phantoms getting the sixth seed. I could see that very highly being possible um, just because of Cedar Rapids and Madison almost truly being in a rebuilding phase this year. They, ha they have to build up their rosters. They have to build up their affiliate lists. Again, you have new coaches all over the place. Big year for coaching turnovers in the U.S. Uh, coaching turnover in the ushl like what seven new head coaches at least six yeah i, I think i saw another one somewhere yeah it, it's getting hard to keep track six or seven uh head coaches a lot of new a lot of new front office people a lot of you know general manager changes assistant coaches just a lot of shuffling around going on in the league this year uh my trust fund bet that I'm I'm betting on the pony that I don't have, but if I had, did and didn't care if I lost it or not, uh, my trust fund bet is that the Phantoms will go 500 or better against Chicago this season. Chicago and Youngstown will play eight games total uh, in their season series. Chicago's had a couple good years. There's no doubt about that. I mean, as far as the USH USHL is concerned, these were two history-making seasons for Chicago. But Ryan Hardy is gone. And we're already kind of seeing a little bit of fumbling with offseason transactions by the new Chicago front office. And the thing about Ryan Hardy was as much as we love to hate him. You know, the man just nitpicked and just every move he made was an absolute, you know, a plus grade move. Just the tweaks that he made and everything else like he just he, the man knew exactly what he was doing. And he built that team into what it was by the end of last season. And like I said, with him gone now, you have ju just uh, the trade with Omaha <laughs> uh, going sideways on him. And then it just it just seems it seems like the front office is struggling to get their feet under them. They lost a lot of firepower to college, maybe earlier than kids would normally go if they not, had not played on a team. The caliber of the Chicago Steel War last year, um, they do have some good returners, but. Yeah, basically, in a nutshell, it's it most likely won't happen. But yeah, that's that's my longest of long shot bets is that Youngstown will go either 500 or better against Chicago this year. And now, finally, the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> the, the, the big brain himself. Uh, Justin, do you want to go ahead and because I've talked enough at this point, do you want to go ahead and go through uh, yeah, your uh, predictions and bets for this season? Yeah, I think I can sit up long enough to do this one. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. So safe bet. Um, the Phantoms are going to be a lot better than last season. How much better? I think we're going to at least have a winning season. Um, last couple of seasons, we've been, you know, below 500 a lot um, or heading that way. I think this season we're going to be in the 500 to 600 range at least. And that's my safe bet. My long shot. Um, past couple of seasons, we've been kind of lacking in the, uh, offensive range. Um, not a lot of guys putting up big numbers. I think Longshot will have at least two guys this season putting up 40 points or better. 
you know, in this league, uh, you know, that kind of firepower goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Trust fund, I'm not going to be as optimistic as some of the people. I like to manage expectations, <laughs> but I, you know, I think we could make the conference finals. Um, you know, you mentioned, you know, having the um, uh, extended playoff format. Um, you look at it, you get somebody like uh, the NTDP in a first round um, after a bye, you know, something like that. Eh, I think we're due the breaks and I think we could uh, make it to the conference finals. And that would be my <laughs> my trust fund bet there. No, I could see that. I mean, as, as good as Eastern Conference was last year, you know, and you've said quite a few times this summer, you do, you know, you do have teams that were very good last year that there seems to be a little bit of turmoil this offseason. You know, when, and we discussed in our last episode talking about the season, the schedule works out very favorably for the Phantoms this year. So, I mean, yeah, all the pieces are there. Just kind just kind of, you know, just surrounding it. It just it'll just depend on how they play on the ice. Exactly. I mean, that's yeah, that, that's a very obvious John Madden answer. But all the periphery is lined up for this to potentially be a good season. If there's a good product on the ice, you know, the sky's the limit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of see some of the teams out there catching some of the breaks that we've caught over the past couple of seasons. So <laughs> not the good breaks not, not catching the good not, breaks. yes not the good ones so yeah so it is what it is i mean every every team in the league goes through it at some point so at some point you got to get out of it okay so uh just a couple things to wrap up this episode uh again we will be coming back at the end of the season we'll check through all those uh see who i i, I mean there's only three you can't really say came who came out on top there might be some ties but we'll check back those um at the end of the season um, as far as our next episode, which will be the season four premiere of the Dump and Chase podcast. Yeah, so our next episode will just kind of be a uh, season, just a quick season preview um, and with a roster breakdown, if it's possible by that point. Uh, you know, the uh, 30 man list came out uh, just the other day. Now, being the USHL, some of the lists have a lot of errors on them. Lincoln has a couple of 11 year olds playing on defense. <laughs> Um, I, I believe they have like a 13 year old, uh, centerman. Uh, yeah. And th- those, those were just some of the minor mistakes <laughs> that were on the rosters, but, uh, that, that would be an adorable four check. Wouldn't it? Just a couple of 11 year olds. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, but the thing you also see on these lists and Justin can explain it better than I can, but you're going to see kids who are most definitely off to college, but their teams want to hold on to their rights. Um, even though they're going to college in case the situation arises where they could come back. Um, but yeah, you can, you can explain this kind of thing a lot better than I can. Yeah. Yeah. It's just juggling to maximize, you know, your, your potential roster. Um, nothing is certain, you know, especially this year. Um, and you know, there's always going to be a couple of uh, players in, in uh, camp that aren't on any list. They just are there and, most of them are there to, you know, uh, show up on somebody's, hey, I got my guy into a USHL camp, you know. Um, but sometimes some of them make your uh, opening day roster. So um, anything can go at this point. We'll try to keep you up to date on if we notice any changes in the roster as we get any information. But uh, we'll know more pretty much uh, when the Fall Classic starts. 
and then one one final thing. It was it was just kind of a little happy thing for me that I noticed. I wanted to bring up uh, before we close out this episode. I'm um, looking through the schedule for this season. Uh, Youngstown uh, will play five games in Green Bay. Uh, they will play three games in Madison. So that is only eight games, um, eight away games that I will have to mute on hockey TV while watching. <laughs> so it's, a, I mean, a little, little less than 33%. So, I mean, not horrible, but better actually, than what, last what I, year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe what maybe what I'll do is I'll just uh, call up Matt Lipsack on the phone and just have him do play by play over the phone for me. And I'll listen to that instead of uh, the uh, vocalistic stylings of their play by play guys that we have not been a fan of in the past. Now, see what I have just done right there is uh, this was actually just a test to see uh, if Matt Lipsack was listening to this episode. And I will know if and exactly when he does, because I will be getting a text message saying, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and I have to point out where we're anticipating a new broadcaster in Muskegon. And um, we already miss Scott Bradford. Um, fingers are crossed. It's not some other people that they've had in there. Yeah, they they have a new guy. We don't know who he is, but yeah, we already missed Scott Bradford up there. Uh, so yeah, that that kind of sucks. So with all that, that is all the time we have for this episode. Um, I'll try to keep this quick before Justin keels over. Already uh, happened. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the whole time I was reading those bets, he was laying back. So <laughs> he had to sit up just to start talking there at the end. Um. Yeah, so uh, don't forget to check us out on YouTube and social media. Those links will be in the description of this episode, and that is assuming I figure out how to do that. Um, and as always, thank you everyone for listening along and coming back to join us for another season. I, if it wasn't for you, we would just be talking to ourselves. Which we would do anyway. We'd, which we would do anyways, but this is it's just more fun this way. <laughs> so for Justin Irwin, I'm Sam Olmstead, and don't forget, season four of the Dump and Chase podcast is right around the corner. And remember, lift with your knees. <laughs>